With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to the Sportsman's Voice podcast, your inside connection to the outdoor legislation. From the beltway to policy happening your way, we're covering it all. I'm your host, Fred Bird. Join us as we explore public land access, wildlife and fisheries management, Second Amendment rights, the triumphs that shape our nation, the sports we all love, and the stories that fuel our passion for the great outdoors. This is the Sportsman's Voice Podcast. That's right. This is the Sportsman's Voice Podcast. I am your host, Fred Bird. Thanks so much for tuning in. Before we get to this week's guest, let us check in on the stories happening across the nation with this week's TSV Roundup. All right, let's dive into that TSV Roundup. We got some great stuff for you this week. Uh, Everything from uh, new caucus leader added in West Virginia. There's a war on raccoons. Indiana aims to hook new newcomers with a free fall fishing day. And then Massachusetts seeks to double down on ammo taxes. So let's dive into that. Recently, Delegate Mark Dean was selected as a new co-chair for the West Virginia Legislative Sportsman's Caucus. Delegate Dean takes over the leadership position on the caucus from Delegate Eric Householder, who remains a key member of the caucus. And the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation appreciates Delegate Householder for his leadership over the years. Delegate Dean will co-chair the bipartisan, bicameral caucus alongside Senator Bill Hamilton. So welcome and thank you uh, for your leadership, Delegate Mark Deaton. War on raccoons. This should be, uh, this is interesting here. A lot of talk in the, in the, in our space, especially when it comes to, uh, nest predation on, on ground nesting birds. So, um. Recently, mesopredators like raccoons have gained significant attention due to their predatory effects on both wild game species and farm poultry. In response, state agencies like the Iowa Department of Natural Resources and the Missouri Department of Conservation have instituted regulatory changes designed to promote increased harvest of raccoons. Taking things even further, some state legislators have introduced, or in the case of Iowa, passed legislation designated to promote additional harvest. However, these efforts can carry unintended consequences as sportsmen and women must consider. The addition of these agency-led efforts, state legislators have entered into the fray as it relates to promoting raccoon harvest. For example, legislators in Iowa passed House File 317, which allows the landowner, the landowner, or their agents to harvest, trap, and ensure fur-bearing animals, including raccoons, on their property. 
when it is for the purpose of protection person and private property. They also went a step further by allowing owners or tenants of agricultural property to capture, harvest, or temporarily possess fur-bearing animals without prior permission so long as the owner, in good faith, deems the animal to be a nuisance. Continue with the legislation aimed at promoting raccoon harvest legislators. In the Cornhusker State, introduced legislative bill 400 or the Nebraska Pheasant Restoration Act in response to declining pheasant populations LB-400 sought to create a bounty program for pheasant nest predators. LB-400, which CSF and partners opposed, did not pass. The ground nesting predator issue is, is a hot-button issue across, across much of the nation. Um, certainly passionate conservationists want to find a, an answer to, like we said, predation on those ground nesting birds, turkeys grouse, pheasant, as we just said there, especially in the turkey world, right? But there's a, there's a responsibility to, uh, to maintain a management uh, way of, of not just extrapolating raccoons specifically from the landscape, but, you know, we're figuring it out. Let's go over to Indiana, see what's happening there with a free fishing day. Everyone likes free fishing. Free is good. While most, while most states hold their free fishing day or weekends in the summer, Indiana is one state that uh, decided to allow folks to fish without a license in September. In celebration and recognition of National Hunting Fishing Day coming up this Saturday, September 23rd, the free fishing opportunity allows newcomers or lapsed anglers alike to cast a line and connect with the great outdoors. It's fantastic, and what a great way to to encourage folks to get outside and celebrate National Hunting and Fishing Day. Our final webinar series, as, uh, as this podcast is dropping, is happening the same day. You can always go back and check that out. We are celebrating National Hunting and Fishing Day with a great panel of guests. And after you listen to this podcast, you can go uh, check out that webinar if you missed it. So good on Indiana for, uh, for giving the, the folks there a go at some free fishing and uh, Pun totally intended. Uh, hope they get hooked on it, continue uh, to uh, fish into the spring and buy that license for 2024 because uh, those are great opportunities. Finally, in Massachusetts, my, uh, my region, there was a House Bill 2771 that you know, is, is looking to add, add a 34% excise tax on top of the 11% excise tax we already pay through uh, Pittman-Robinson Act, right? It's pretty upsetting, and this is specifically to ammo. But, um, you know, we, as most people know, and if you don't, you're going to get a quick education going back to the mid-30s when hunters, conservationists stood up and said, you know, we, we got an idea, there's a way to, to fund conservation, a way to bring species back and create opportunity. And uh, we, can, we can do that through self-funding. So we're, we raised our hand and said, yeah, we, we'll, we'll carry the load, uh, put it on our backs. And so you had an 11% excise tax applied to firearms, ammunition, and other hunting gear. Um, and then later, uh, the Dingle Johnson Act, which you know put that same kind of tax on angling gear and, and, and boats. 
So we've already done this. We've already stepped up. This um, this here is perhaps well intended because what they want to do with this additional excise tax is fund gun violence programs. They uh, they want to fund grants to the community gun violence intervention and prevention program, and that would directly put it on our backs. And I. I don't think there's a problem with having programs to to help people that are affected by such um, terrible circumstances, uh, but there's probably a better way. So, so that's going on in Massachusetts, and Massachusetts is challenged as well with a house stock at 4420 uh, that is looming in a 143-page document. 4420 seeks to uh, is the largest gun control bill I've ever seen personally. So uh, lots of stuff happening in the uh, the base state there uh, as it pertains to as it pertains to our community uh, Second Amendment issues. And uh, here here you have funding issues that that could be put in jeopardy. So all that said, that's it for the uh, TSB roundup this week. We had a great show, special edition here lined up for you last week we had our 34th annual banquet down in, in washington dc our nation's capital and uh got you some vip access we had a couple conversations with some really uh interesting partners and and folks there on the ground so um we're gonna do all that we're gonna bring that to you here give us a second we'll be right back all right so as we said uh, on this episode we are recapping and bringing you some uh, some VIP access to our 34th annual banquet that was held in uh, in DC last week. What a night! What what an experience! I mean, it was fantastic. We had 60 members of our Congressional Sportsman Caucus in, in attendance. We recognized Richard Dick Schultz and Lindsey Thomas with the Dingle Young. Sportsman's Legacy Award. There was uh, so many great speeches and recognition of of the work done. Schultz and Thomas were the bipartisan founders of the Congressional Sportsman's Caucus. Uh, obviously, that's grown into the most, the largest and most effective bipartisan bicameral caucus in the United States Congress. Schultz, a, a Republican, and, and Thomas, a Democrat, both came together in support of sportsmen and women and conservation across the country. It's an issue that recognizes no political labels, and that was certainly on display that night. I mean, you had people from all walks, all political preferences, and honestly, you wouldn't have known it if someone walked in there not being a a politico or a certain fan of politics or a wonk. Like, you you would not have, uh, have known that there was any difference in anybody because everyone was there for the same the same reasons, which again makes makes our organization extremely unique and, and wonderful, and that's how we get stuff done. So there was there was the recognition there, and like I said, then we caught up with some folks. Uh, you will hear from people like uh, Kurt Dyeroff, co CEO of NWTF. You will hear from Katie Pavlich from Fox News, caught up with her. Our 
Executive Council President for uh, the National Assembly of Sportsmen's Caucus is Jeff Goley, Representative Jeff Goley out of the great state of New Hampshire, uh, and, and, and a few more. So uh, uh, my, my, my good friend, Walt Ingram, CEO of the uh, Union Sportsmen's Alliance. So I hope you guys enjoy the sound. Hope you get a little feeling of what it was like. And uh, maybe attend the 35th next year. Certainly, you know, would love to have more people. That room was packed, I'm here to tell you. I think a number was put out there, maybe 600 people. That just jam-packed that room. It was, it was a pretty impressive sight. And then all the other side stuff that was going on with, with fundraising, raffles, and silent auction. And there was a big live auction with just amazing opportunities, hunts, and really unique items. Our chairman... Uh, Richard Childress offered up some really unique uh, racing experiences. So, you know, if you're thinking about it, you know some of our partners or, um, you know, think it's something you want to do, certainly love to have you in, in, in 24. So all that said, let's get into it. All right, is the 2023 Congressional Sportsman's Foundation banquet here in our nation's capital, Washington, D.C. I'm joined with... Uh, Charles, Charles Rodney, the rabbit hunter. That's me. Local legend, legend to all. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm glad to have you. Thanks for uh, taking some time, the, the fun and the festivities to get on the podcast here. You're quite welcome. I, I've been coming to the, to the Congressional Sportsman's Foundation annual banquet for quite a few years. And tonight, we are offering up a rabbit hunt. It's on the auction list. It's the number one item. And we did this two or three years ago. The folks come out, they have a lot, a lot of fun. I wouldn't have it any other way. I have a great pack of dogs, and we'll take them out in late January or February. You've done this with a lot of people. Uh, what's the response? I mean, rabbit hunting in today's community, it's not such a, it's, it's a time tradition, but not a lot of folks are getting after it. It seems like you're doing a really great job of keeping it alive where, where you're at here in the mid-Atlantic states. Well, that's my passion. I don't hunt anything else but rabbits. So I focus on rabbits. Uh, people come to me, and I was telling someone just yesterday, I have probably taken over 325 people wow. rabbit hunting in 20 years. It is a, a long tradition. It is fun feel. It's exciting. So if you've never done it, find someone in your local area and ask them to take you along. What is it about this event tonight that, you know, brings you out and gets you fired up? Well, I am not a business owner. I'm just a private citizen, a retired government employee. I've been hunting rabbits for 60-some years. I'm friends with Jeff Crane. We offer up rabbit hunts to take some of the guests out. I don't get a penny of it. The money goes to the organization. I enjoy it. I, a number of people here hunt with me on various occasions, and I enjoy meeting people. I enjoy sharing and giving something back. Well, that's phenomenal, and we appreciate the support, obviously. Out of those 300-plus hunters, you know, how many of those were, were new hunters, and for the first time they rabbit hunted for their experience? I would say better than half mm. were new rabbit hunters. Now, don't think that they're just young people. Yes, I take young people out rabbit hunting. I give everybody a safety talk, how to safe for us, safe for the dogs. But many of these people that go with me hunt a variety of other species 
I would say all over the world. Yeah. But they love to come rabbit hunt. What? I, so what's their reaction to this with the new hunters, whatever their day, age is? They, they're doing it for the first time, and are they hooked right away? Or they say, how can I come back with the rabbit hunter? I would say they are hooked. Yeah. They get hooked on the first hunt. Whether we kill six rabbit or 15, they are hooked. And they want to do it again, and they say, hey, I didn't know this was so much fun. <laughs> I want to come back. And even though they hunt other things, and some of them don't, but you get to shoot a lot of time. You, it's it's action-packed. It's fast-moving. The dogs are chasing rabbits. You listen to the dog bark and chase the rabbit. I call commands to the dogs. I tell the people how to be positioned, what to look for when the rabbit comes back, when to shoot, when not to shoot. Uh, so, yes. So many of them are hooked the first time. Some of them go, they've been going for every year, multiple times. Some of them maybe once or twice because of scheduling and other matters. Touch on a little bit about the dogs. You know, so much controversy comes up, uh, often unintended because of other policy as it concerns breeders and you know, pet shops and things of that nature, kennels. And our community sometimes gets the negative ramifications of that policy, uh, beagle uh, clubs, uh, per people like yourself that have many dogs for, for traditional hunts. Talk about how you keep your beagles, how you keep your dogs, and, and, and really just the great love and care that goes into these animals. Well, I buy my dogs at one or two years old. I buy them from bona fide breeders. I do not buy them from dog traders or pet shop. I buy them from guys who breed gun dogs, not field trial. These are gun dogs that are able to move with speed. Uh, many of the field trial dogs might move a little bit slower. So I buy them from reputable people. I take very good care of them. I treat them well and I keep them for a long time. And when I buy them and they're one or two years old, they already started. So I move them in with an older dog and then they learn. So a dog coming to his own at about three to four years old and they're ready to rock and roll and they can chase a rabbit on their own. So I work with them. Uh, matter of fact, on this Friday, it's going to be cool. I'm going to take them out running. Running to a dog, we're doing everything except we don't have a gun. We, we're, it's like spring training for the baseball team yeah, yeah. or for a football team. They got to get in shape. You got to have them in shape and see what they can do and what they can't do and so forth. So I treat them well. It is fun. Uh, I don't have a problem with anybody, uh, anybody anti telling me I shouldn't keep dogs because I take them well, I treat them well, and I don't. I, I have good neighbors, okay? Yeah. That's fantastic. Charles Rodney, thanks so much for uh, giving us a couple minutes of your time and uh, being here tonight. And uh, I, I'm sure we're going to connect again real soon, and we'll do this in a longer format because I know you got quite the story to tell. Thank you very, very much for inviting me, and I look forward to coming back. Yes, sir. Okay, Thank you. take care. You bet. Go ahead and talk into it. Testing, testing. Gotcha, gotcha, loud and clear. Right. The party continues here in our nation's capital. I'm joined, uh, friend, former colleague, co-CEO of the NWTF, Kurt Dyeroff. Great to see you, sir. It's good to see you too, Fred. Yeah, how are how are things at uh, NWTF? They're really awesome. You yeah. know, we just uh, finished up our fiscal year, and this happens to be our 50th anniversary. Indeed. And uh, we we just noted actually so far here in the fiscal year that we've conserved and enhanced over a million acres of the National Wild Turkey Federation just this year alone. Wow. Yeah. So lots of good news coming out of NWTF here recently. Been seeing in uh, on the wires coming from you guys and the comms team. Just 
lots of great uh, victories abound, especially out west, new new grant money being put into the ground, mission delivery. Well, yeah, we are. You know, we, we struck a deal with the U.S. Forest Service. It's called our uh, National Master Stewardship Agreement. We signed that uh, late last year. But that's an initial commitment of $50 million uh, over the next 20 years um, to do work uh, addressing the wildfire crisis strategy and addressing overall forest health across this country. And uh, we've already allocated and put under agreement about $35 million so far. Wow. So we, wow. And Phenomenal. that's in nine months' time. So yeah. uh, uh, really we're, great. we're rocking and rolling. Yeah, you sure are. Uh, Congress coming back into session uh, across all of our, our states. Any issues that you guys have your eye on that you'd like to see get over the finish line that you might have a, a concerned eye about? Well, there's a couple. You know, uh, this week we met, we talked a little bit about uh, Recovering America's Wildlife Act. Mm -hmm. You know, that'd be a great one if we could push that across the finish line on, uh, you know, there's um, proposed bills uh, or a proposed bill coming out of the House and um, and one that's already been introduced from the Senate. And we'll mm -hmm. see if we can, we can get that one to the finish line. Uh, that would uh, result in uh, somewhere, you know, uh, significant funding w for the state agencies to yeah. address species of concern through their state wildlife action plan. So we're really excited about that. And then, of course, the, uh, the Farm Bill yeah. is another big one that we met on this week. Coming and up quick. It is. It is. You know, we'll, we'll see what, what occurs there. But uh, 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 both the conservation and forestry titles of the, uh, the Farm Bill um, are critically important to our conservation community. Yeah. Um, with all the important programs that are part of that. And so we've we've been talking uh, on the Hill all this week, as have several of our friends, Congressional yep. Sportsman's Indeed. Foundation as well, uh, just talking about the priorities there and, yep. and, and making sure that, uh, you know, hunting and fishing, conservation, our wildlife are, you know, um, appropriately taken care yeah, of. Yeah, indeed. And it's a powerful voice to be able to uh, have everyone come together and, and meet in that way and then really just codify this this community that we have of sportsmen and women and and giving them a voice and, and pushing stuff across the line and and representing us well uh, so you know thanks for your partnership and thanks for your efforts absolutely you know i was uh you know i was traveling this week down here in dc and uh, i happened to put on a t-shirt as i went to the gym in the hotel there and i i was looking at it in reflection it was a csf shirt you know and it said i i fish i hunt i vote there it is that's exactly you know, and right I fish and i hunt i kind of do that for me but i vote because i'm caring about future generations yeah, for and, sure and being part of the congressional sportsman foundation is truly an honor for the national Wild turkey federation yeah, we're proud to have you for sure yeah. i know i when i came on board here and saw that turkey logo i said yeah we're in the right place absolutely happy absolutely. to do it any plans for the the fall anything exciting coming up well i i kind of struck out on the tra uh, tag drawing deal but um and I'm missing my archery elk season right now yeah. back in my home state of, uh, of Idaho, but I'm hoping to get out here in October and awesome. do a little, little elk hunting and, uh, and of course, uh, fill in the freezer with either mule deer or whitetail. And, Fantastic. And maybe even some fall turkey as well. Yeah, cool. Kurt yeah. Dyeroff, co-CEO of the NWTF, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Enjoy Kurt. the night. Enjoyed it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Is there a speaker? I feel like I hear it. It's, it's coming out of my oh, headset okay. here, yeah. Nathan Robinson from uh, our partners at Winchester joins us here at the uh, 
2023 CSF Banquet. Good to see you again, sir. Hey, good to see you too. It's I, fun how you can run into so many people yeah. at an event like this that you see around at industry events throughout the year, and they all kind of group together around a great cause. Yeah, for sure. You and I uh, shared a stage a couple years ago at a Veterans Breakfast uh, when I was still with NWTF, and we got to honor some folks, and like I said, share that stage. It was great, and I'm, I'm so glad to see you here. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, NWTF and the Veterans Breakfast is something that's really important to Winchester yeah. to show our support. And similarly, CSF and their goals with the political scene are something that we want to be behind and supporting to make sure we're protecting Americans' rights to hunt and fish and enjoy outdoor recreation. 100%. Uh, with everything coming back into session across the country here on Capitol Hill, uh, anything you're excited about policy-wise that we're looking to get done or anything you guys have your eyes on? You know, there's not anything in particular that we're uh, really pushing for. This is kind of a year where we just want to continue to show our support mm -hmm. and uh, hope that we don't have erosion of our rights. And, right. you know, that's something you constantly need to be vigilant about because there's people who don't care about our access to recreational shooting, and that's obviously something that affects a lot of Americans' lives in a very positive way, and Winchester wants to be there to help protect that and encourage it, and we're doing that through a lot of venues, both politically through CSF, but then also with a lot of local organizations to increase participation in youth shooting sports and uh, through support of groups like the ATA and mm -hmm. the National Sporting Clay Association. So Fantastic. we take it seriously because we all were recipients of that at one point right. and we're participants still to this day and we want to make sure the next generation gets to enjoy it too. Yeah, well, the funding mechanism that we enjoy across this country comes by way of, you know, recreational shooters, sportsmen alike, and, and mostly our rec shooters right now. That's it's so right. important to give them a voice, right, and be able to get out there and enjoy the, the passions that they have. Yeah. We've got a great system here in the States, and we need to continue to be vigilant and fight for the access that we have. And CSF does a wonderful job of supporting that and being here in D.C. with their ear to the ground to find out what's happening and be able to represent us well. For sure. Um, selfishly, can I ask, how's the... How's the turkey load situation looking for uh, spring 2024, and can we enjoy some uh, XR number fives? Yeah, absolutely. Um, access to shot shells is going to be better Good. this coming spring. Oh, um, we have seen a change in demand, and uh, we've gotten caught up on a lot of products. So Great. there's a lot of people at NWTF <laughs> convention that were uh, bothering me the last two years because yeah. they couldn't find a particular shot size or right. a particular uh, load. And those will be much easier to find this year. So That's it'll great. be a good time for people. Go ahead and stock up just in case in the future we have to limit uh, what SKUs are available. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a great year for turkey hunting. Yeah, I did uh, a month ago. My local Bass Pro Shops in New Hampshire had a pile of the uh, 50th anniversary logoed yeah. boxes. So I, I grabbed a couple handfuls for sure and, you know, get ahead of the game, no doubt. That's right. So, well, look, I appreciate you taking the time. It's a great evening, good party. Uh, Nathan Robinson with Winchester, thanks so much for taking a couple minutes and joining us. Absolutely. All Thank right, you. sir. Have a good one. Testing. You're doing the podcast right, right here. Good. The podcast tour continues at the uh, 2023 CSF Banquet. I am joined by longtime friend and CEO of the Union Sportsman Alliance, Walt Ingram. Walt, great to have you. Good to see Fred, you, good sir. Good to see you. It made my day when I saw your yeah. Facebook post this morning. Yeah. I knew you were going to be in town. Yes, sir. I told Mary Lou, I said, I'm sure we're going to run into Fred tonight. I yeah. can't wait to. Last time I saw you was at a hockey game in Florida. That's right. Can yeah. Pre-COVID. We went and saw the, my Bruins play the Tampa Bay Lightning, yeah. and I think they got handled. <laughs> but 
all those things aside, um, how are things at, at Union Sportsman? What, what's going on in the in the world of uh, our, our our labor friends? Boy, a lot. We're doing conservation projects and community service work all across the country. Our conservation dinner program is doing strong. We'll Fantastic. Have 40 three or four dinners next year, I believe. Yeah, We've got a bunch up by my way now. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're expanding in the Northeast, but our staff are doing really well. Our volunteers are doing great work. Yeah. We're just in the process of wrapping up two archery ranges in St. Louis. Awesome. Uh, one on Quiver River and then another out uh, on the suburbs. But uh, building archery ranges, providing access and opportunity for kids. Yeah, that's just great. Just had our largest Get Youth Outdoors Day in uh, Clear Lake, Minnesota. I saw that. And, that's uh, fantastic. Things are going well. The organization's yeah. doing well. We're doing well. We miss you, though. Yeah, well, you know what I always said when, you know, being there and then after, uh, you know, the COVID thing and everything, I always admired, you know, the work that you guys do. And when I was there, we did. Because they have the skilled labor, the true professionals, be able to come out and execute on-the-ground delivery of a mission and build these beautiful facilities, whether it's a, a shoot house or a pier for kids to go fishing. You know, God bless our volunteers with some of the other uh, nonprofits, and they do a good job, and some of them know what they're doing, and others are happy to dig rocks out of the ground. But the people you work with, the AFL uh, labor uh, trade unions, these guys and gals know exactly what they're doing, and they come out and perform, and it's they're fantastic. They're skilled men and women in the world at yeah. what they do, yeah. and they're passionate about the outdoors. Yeah. There are over 7 million members in the trades. That's right. 74% of them shoot, hunt, fish, and yeah. recreate in the outdoors. That's a lot of people. Now, there are people. They're there are community. They're passionate about their union. They're passionate about their work, and they really love doing good things in the yeah. community. Uh, our organization connects a union leader with the member and then gets the union local engaged with the community all through conservation. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Uh, it's really cool to see uh, the amount of work, the millions of dollars of work, and uh, man hours, yeah. hundreds of thousands of man hours, tens of thousands of man hours yeah. uh, all across this country, all for free. Yeah, all from their hearts. That's awesome. Well, look, it's a busy night. I know you got to get going inside, but... Uh, Thanks for taking the time coming on the podcast well, here. Pleasure. It's always great to see you. Best of luck to you and your family. And yeah, thank you. Work. I'm glad to see you here with the CSF. Yeah. And uh, uh, you'll do great things here like you have everywhere you've done. I appreciate it. Walt Ingram from Union Sportsman Alliance. Thanks so much, sir. My pleasure, Fred. Yeah, thanks. Go ahead and talk to yours. Check one, You're good. two. All right, we are here. The, the party continues at the 2023 CSF Banquet. Uh, we're in the ballroom now. I'm joined by one Katie Pavlich from Fox News, Town Hall Media. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. One yeah. of the best events of the year in this town. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're glad to have you here. You know, I'm appreciative of your time. I, I watch your hunting stories, your outdoor pursuits. Uh, I think last year you were up in New Hampshire, where I'm from, <laughs> at uh, doing a pheasant shoot there. So yep. you represent us well, and I like it when you know you're on TV and you get to represent our community, the sporting community, and it's great to have you here and just a good ambassador for all of us. Thank you. I do my best. Like I think most people in this room, I wish I got to get out outside a lot more than I actually do, but I take advantage of every opportunity I can, and I think that you know. There's a lot of people that you meet who are not introduced to the outdoor community. They don't know who we are, what we stand for. And it's really important to talk to those people and just about our values and what it means to be a conservationist and to really do as much as you can as an individual to continue that. And I'm so grateful that I grew up in a family where I was outside and my parents took us camping every summer and went hunting with my dad. Yeah. And it's just made me so grateful for everything yeah. else in my life. And so I'm, 
happy to be here tonight in a room full of really amazing, important people yeah. who are doing incredible things for conservation all around the country, not just in Washington, D.C. Yeah. And uh, it's just great to be here to see yeah. old friends, new ones, and uh, yeah. And I think what's about poignant it. about it, especially someone that's in national media, is the bipartisan atmosphere that's here. Yeah. There's, there's ours, there's these, there's in-betweens, but that doesn't matter because we all have a, a common goal here in this room, and I think in large part our community sees that as well. If put that aside with that common goal, we get a lot of stuff done. Yeah, I think if you could really have an actual common goal, you know, right. sometimes things get bogged down in, in narrative and that kind of thing, but the great outdoors is something we all respect and we all want to uh, protect and continue to enjoy for generations to come. And, you know, listening to some of the speakers, some of the governors who are here, senators, outdoorsmen, heads of companies, people who are in charge of big conservation organizations. The yep. goal is not just for tomorrow, but for Long decades to come. And uh, that is really the whole point of tonight. Yeah, for sure. Katie Pavlich, thanks so much. We got the, the warning there. Me. We got to yes. take our seats. Thanks for your time. You I appreciate Thank it. Thank you so Pleasure. much. Okay, folks, coming to you from a very seedy part of, no, I'm kidding. We're in the kitchen getting some uh, quiet time. I'm joined now by National uh, Assembly of Sportsmen's Caucus's Executive Council President from the great Live Free or Die State, my hometown, or my home state, uh, Representative Jeff Goley. How are you, sir? I'm having a great time here. Yeah, it's a, it's a great atmosphere. Everyone seems to be uh, enjoying themselves. We've had some fantastic speeches, some honors tonight, and uh, it's just real... It's the common theme, right? It's just so exciting to have this particular body of people, so like 600 plus in the room, and we all have a common goal. We all have a common focus. And it's amazing because you listen to the speeches and you hear time and time again about bipartisanship yeah. and working across the aisle on this important issue of protecting sportsmen and women's rights here and across the country. For our, our nationalists, Sportsman's Caucus, what has that been like for you, the experience of, of being the president of that organization and working with legislators from all over the country? You know, I, we can be down here on Capitol Hill and see some of the big initiatives, but a lot of the work happens in our own backyards and affects our community. It does, and you hear it across the country. I've been coming to NASC annual events for 12, 13 years now, and, you know, as you come to these events, you hear across the country different attacks on different issues mm. uh, that affect uh, sportsmen and women. Yeah. Um, and I think we come together as a common goal amongst all states, um, protecting those rights, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, mm. independent, no matter, no matter who you are. We all have this at our hearts. We've been brought up in the tradition of the sportsmen's hunting, fishing, trapping, shooting sports. Um, so it, it's an important event. And to be here as president where we finally have all 50 states that yeah. have caucuses, it's an honor. Yeah, it's it pretty is awesome. An honor. Yeah. Uh, anything coming up in New Hampshire that you have your eye on? Uh, I know I was tipped off uh, the other day about some stuff coming out uh, about coyotes and uh, the I think the wish to reform our, our Fish and Game Commission as it stands. So um, we certainly have our eye on those those items. But um, anything you're looking you're excited about bringing to the table? I, like you said, they, you know, there's another, once again, they're trying to reduce the number of days you can hunt coyotes in New Hampshire. Um, unfortunate, we have, I think you see it across the country, predation in yeah. urban areas. Um, coyotes are prevalent. They're the top of the food chain, 
and the only stop they have is sportsmen and women mm -hmm. to call them. And I, th I think uh, you know that's going to be a big fight. We've had yeah. that fight before, and we'll take it as it comes and yeah. you know defeat it just like we do. It's yeah. always you know yield to the the wildlife managers. They're the professionals. They get hired. Uh, state positions, state jobs, they go through a rigorous background uh, or a, a selection process. So I think we need to trust our professionals, right? We, we grant them this power and we should listen to them. Exactly, it's not about, you know, it's not about emotions. It's about yeah. wildlife management. That's exactly right. Well, sir, thanks so much. I'm gonna get back to this wonderful night. Uh, thanks for your time. Thank you for your leadership and I will see you back home. Thank you, looking forward to seeing you back home. All right, sir, thank All you. Right. Take care. All right, there you go, sir. I'm joined now by Senator Angus King from the great state of Maine, uh, my neighbor to the to the east, uh, being a New Hampshire resident. Sir, how are you? Thank you so much for being here. I'm great. Great evening. Great night for sportsmen. It is fantastic. Uh, your comments were were appreciated. Uh, what just happened on the stage there, recognizing those folks with that award was uh, everything that was said. I thought was so poignant. I think our community does it right when it comes to bipartisan. Uh, agreements and working together, uh, sportsmen do it right. Well, that's the way it that's the way it has to be. That's the way it ought to be, and sportsmen have always done that. This this uh, congressional caucus has been bipartisan, bicameral from the very beginning, and I think we're in the 24th year, and it's one of the most effective caucuses in the Congress. I think because it started with the idea that we were going to work together on behalf of the great outdoors and the people that enjoy those great outdoors. Yeah. And I think the commonality is no matter what side of the aisle you're on, we all want to have beautiful right. places to recreate. We want to have our pursuits, and we can all agree on that. That's right. And we've been working together, for example, the Great American Outdoors Act that passed two or three years ago, biggest conservation bill probably in 50 years, totally bipartisan in both houses. Yes, That's the way it ought to be. Yep, I agree. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know you have a busy schedule, and uh, thanks for all you do and, and what you do for our, our sporting community. Well, thank you, and I want to thank the sportsmen of, of America, sportsmen and women of America, for what they do to help us in our work, not only by supporting us, but also by giving us their ideas, their input, their thoughts about how we can do it better. That's always always what we're trying to do. Fantastic. Uh, keep up the great work, and, and thanks for all you do for the state of Maine. I enjoy going over there and, and turkey hunting in the spring and the fall. You're, working any, you're welcome anytime. we got plenty of wild turkey. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you, sir. <laughs> all right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, it was certainly fun to, uh, to walk around, grab that sound, have those interactions. Thank you to all of our guests. Special thank you to Senator Angus King out of the great state of Maine. Appreciated his time. And, uh, his thoughts. So uh, thank you to everybody. Thanks to all the people that showed up and supported. Certainly goes without saying our staff and my colleagues just got it done, man. Everyone comes together and, and executes such a an undertaking, and it is a huge undertaking. Um, and it's cool to be a part of this, this team and then watch everyone go to work and just it's seamless and, and put on one hell of a show. So if you were there, I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for the support. Um, and like I said, I hope we see you in 24. And, uh, you know, you heard this and so inspired, you can you can come too. So that's it for this special show, guys. Back on regular scheduled programming. So we are getting back to that every other Thursday. Uh, drop in the, I'm sorry for the voice here. It's It's been a long uh, week and a half, two weeks almost. And uh, 
lot of travel and, and a lot of moving around, kind of making my hor- my voice a little hoarse. So uh, I promise next time you hear from me, it won't be so raspy. But uh, nevertheless, we, we endeavor and we move on. As the outro will say, you guys are here again, but I encourage you to uh, please share this program. Uh, share it far and wide with your friends and family. Hit those five stars where available. Subscribe where available. Do not miss a, a beat of the Sportsman's Voice podcast. Not only are you involved, but indirectly you help us uh, work within the the uh, algorithmic uh, offerings and, and work uh, work the magic there. The more interaction you guys have with it, the more we get in the, the great positioning in the charts and more people can find this program and get this great information. So with that, we thank you. Thanks for having us along uh, with you wherever you have us in your day. Be safe, be kind, and uh, until next time, we'll see you. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the Sportsman's Voice podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, your support is crucial, and you can help us out right now by leaving a review, filling in those five stars where available, sharing this episode with friends and family, and engaging with us socially. CSF can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and X, formerly known as Twitter. Together, we can protect the outdoor sports we love and continue to keep you informed wherever you are. That's it for this week. Until next time, see you later.